0: Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law, and I'll assure you that this is not your typical Christian podcast just spouting that old time religion. We're exploring the intersection of our life and faith in a way that's fresh and new. We'll be unpacking deep theological concepts in a very fun and relatable way. Together, my father and I have traveled over 125 countries, endeavoring to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've also faced incredible personal trials and tragedy, and we held on to the grace of God through it all. So the purpose of our podcast is to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who have yet to hear. Again, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. Sit down, turn it up, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Scott Law. Thanks for joining us today. And
1: this is Dad Law. <laughs> this is Dad Law. <laughs> Glad to join you today.
0: We are here with Conversations Podcast. We, uh, we've been talking about hope lately, and uh, we're going to continue that subject. We had done a podcast on the voice of hope, and we had talked about Peter interacting with Jesus. And we're going to talk again a little bit more about that. Dad, why don't you just jump right in if you want to?
1: Well, uh, the interesting thing is in John chapter 1, Jesus is choosing his disciples. Just think for a moment what an awesome task that was. He had to find 12 men. That was God's plan. 12 men that would change the world for thousands of years. He had to leave a message that was so alive that that message would never go away. And so he picks these various men in various ways. And one of the interesting ways is uh, when Jesus chooses Peter. Andrew has gone to find Peter and brought him to to Jesus. And the Bible declares in uh, John's first chapter, Jesus looked at Peter. He didn't say anything to him. He just looked at him. And I don't know how you would respond, but if when I first met Jesus, he just stood there and looked at me. I might be a little uneasy. (laughs) I might be a little afraid. What's he looking at that I don't want him to see? Yeah. And he can and see anything. Th- he, he can, can see, see anything. Yeah. And so he's looking at Peter and, he, and he's recognizing immediately here is a rash, big mouthed disciple. In other words, he's going to be his disciple. Yeah. But he's a guy with a whole lot of errors and all the rest of it. And so Jesus says to Peter, thou art Simon, the son of John, thou shalt be called Peter, the rock. Jesus changed Peter's name. And he did that in introducing the whole subject of hope. Think of it for a moment. Jesus says to you or me, you are, but you shall be. The you shall be is the potential that there is in your life for God to do something unusual. And that's what all of us are working with. And that's what hope manufactures. That's what hope uh, aggrandizes. It makes it bigger. It makes it more awesome. Because hope changes the way we respond to just about everything. I wrote a little booklet on uh, the scriptures of hope. And in here I say, hope is indispensable for generating enthusiasm. Hmm. People get excited when they're hopeful. Creativity, enlightened decision-making, and effective action. More than oil, ethanol, hydrogen, and nuclear power, hope is a nation's most important most precious source of energy. And here's the fact, only the God of hope can give hope. But here we go. Hope spurs action, makes us creative, enlightens our decision-making. All these things are very important things, and every one of us need those in our lives today, and especially in the current environment in America our television has been out for two days here, Scott, as you know. <laughs> Internet's been down. It's and, been crazy. And the, the coronavirus has gone wild in America and around the world. I was very nervous not having access to find out what was going on. COVID, or, COVID-19 and coronavirus. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. go COVID-19. There you go. Anyway, the fact that uh, it's there and it's a part of the warp and woof of our nation right now, uh, we're talking to people, I'll guarantee you, right now. We're talking to a lot of people who are afraid of disease. Mm. They're afraid this is going to come knocking at their door. They're wondering who of their children or their friends is contagious, how it's going to come to them in, in, in a special way. So uh, anyway, we're... You know d- what? I want to I jump in here real
0: quick. Sure. We live, uh, my wife and I, two daughters live uh, out on a barrier island in Florida on the East Coast. And she sent me a photo yesterday of three or four cruise ships that were on the horizon and we live right near Cape Canaveral which is one of the biggest cruise ports in and out um, on the east coast not far from Kennedy Space Center and there were three or four boats out on the horizon in in semi-close proximity. I've never seen them that close and uh, it looked like they had been there for a while. They were they were in different angles which means they weren't going out or coming or coming or going they were, they were kind of sitting there and they were marking, circling
1: Working time actually.
0: yeah and uh think of the thousands of people aboard those ships that have mm-hmm. been out for a while since the quarantine started and now they're stuck off the coast and they're probably in quarantine in their tiny little cubicle of a room off the coast of america
1: we're being affected by this virus in a Penelope, ways, so many ways that we're being affected. We're being affected financially. The stock market's gone crazy. We're looking at creating hospitals in New York City uh, with a thousand beds in them, just putting them up. Yeah, pop-up hospitals, are calling them, yeah. And and, uh, all of that stuff is going on, so we're mindful of this. And uh, as you and I have prepared for this today, we've been talking to the Lord. How do we encourage the people listening to us? There's a verse, and you quoted it uh, two days ago out of uh, Psalms, I would have despaired or I would have lost hope. One translation says, Mm. I would have despaired or I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we're here heralding the goodness of the Lord. This is what this program is about. This program is about hope. This program is about inspiring you to lay hold on the scripture and what God says, because we do have a good God. And I love Romans 8, 28 says, for we know that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Doesn't say that everything's going to be good or that there are no problems. You and I have both had severe problems. I, I lost my wife, your mother. Uh, you were about, what was it nine eight, eight years old, almost eight, nine, eight, yeah. eight years old. Yeah. And uh, so we've gone through that. We've seen a lot of pain and all the rest of it, but our our goal here right now is to communicate hope to our audience. And to do that, Scott, I think one of the most important verses in the entire Bible on the subject of hope is Romans 15:13. Here's what it says. May the God of hope. Isn't it interesting? We know that God's a God of love. We're told to grow in our love for God. We're told that God is a God of faith and we are to grow in our faith with God. No one has ever told us that we have to grow in our hope. And that's what this program is about. We're saying to everyone listening to us, are you doing anything to raise your hope level to the place that it has to be because of the barrage of what is coming at you right now, are you able to to handle that and to put it at the feet of Jesus and move forward in a life that's successful and full of joy? But here's, let me uh, finish the verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. You have to believe that you can abound in hope. What does that mean? abundant hope means you have so much overflowing it overflows you you put a a glass on the table Mm -hmm. fill it up with water as soon as it begins to flow over the top you've got abundance and that is what the scripture is saying to us may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace those are two very powerful words joy and peace but let, let me just share something i saw this some years back scott when I was studying this verse, an interesting fact of all the translations that we have of, of Scripture in the Bible, that the original version in Hebrew, the original version of the Bible in Greek, had no punctuation in the initial introduction of Scripture. No grammarians, yes. No no grammatical, no sentences, or sure. no chapters, or th- those were all added by the interpreters or the... uh, Translators. The translators. And uh, so therefore, I was shocked in this verse. And it dawned on me they got the comma in the wrong place. And this is the uh, New King James Version. Am I trying to change the Bible? No, folks. So relax. I'm not uh, reinterpreting the scripture, but there's something here I want to show you. And Paul says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, in believing, that's the King James Version has the comma, after believing. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And then it goes on and says that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, take the comma from after believing to after joy and peace. Let's try it that way. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace comma, in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This has got to get a hold of you, and this verse is something from heaven for us in our society right now. God is saying, America, it's time to hope. It's time to abound in your hoping. It's time to abound in the way you're treating the coronavirus and the, the danger, the, the health hazards, in spite of the number of people who are dying. And every one of those deaths is tragic. The fact is, is that this is a plague. It's a plague in our nation. But our word to you today, and uh, let me ask you to comment on that, Scott. You told us a couple of days ago that uh, in the midst of your cancer and your res- uh, coming back from Severe cancer that you had to pursue hope. You had to pursue abundant hope. Tell us about that a little more, if you would, today. Sure. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I was diagnosed with colorectal
0: cancer a little less than four years ago and went through about six months of chemotherapy, oral and, and intravenous drugs. Had a port put in and had to get my, most of my colon taken out because there was a, a grapefruit size uh, tumor in my. In my colon, a grapefruit. It was it was a small grapefruit, so it was an ex- wow. excessively large orange mm. or a small grapefruit. Mm. Massive, it was uh, blocking up my colon and about ninety percent, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't pass you know a bowel movement, and so it was uh, it was getting actually nearly lethal, and so it was an emergency surgery, and thank God we uh, found it. But after surgery, just about a week or so before I started chemo, we put our two girls in camp at Shepherd's Fold, just north of town with our friends, Ron and Lucia Griffin. And Kathy and I jumped on a plane and went down to the Gulf and went to a little place that we like to go as a family called Perdido Key. It's right on the Florida-Alabama border. We were there for one week. We figured uh, the next six months were probably going to be a little bit of hell. And uh, so we wanted to (laughs) kind of enjoy, get away. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time on the beach and there were not a lot of people out there. And I had just come back from major surgery. got a 15 inch scar on my, on my midsection to this day. And when you get abdominal surgery, you don't realize how much you use your core muscles, your mm. stomach muscles for mm-hmm. everything. Mm. And uh, I remember we'd walk out, I had a, we had two chairs and I would sit out there and then I would get up and uh, just to stay active. So I wouldn't be sedentary. We would go out and I remember the first day I could only walk about 50 yards because walking on the beach is totally different than walking on concrete or dirt mm-hmm. because of how much you use your muscles mm-hmm. because it, it's it's tugging on you it's pulling you down
1: especially the sand just yeah. kind of slows you yeah. down yeah
0: and so i was trying to walk in the you know the the loose sand and it almost killed me and so i had to you know walk down by the water i could only walk 50 yards and then i could only walk 100 yards and by the time i left we were able to walk probably a quarter of a mile or a half mile down but The point in in all of that is that I remember thinking, God, what's going on? I've got this diagnosis of of stage three cancer. Yeah, we got the tumor out, but there could be cancer all over my body that I can't see. And I got to do chemo. And what is that like? And I got to do that every week for the next six months. That's going to be hell. If you've never experienced chemo, it's just hard to put into words. And I knew that was coming. And I was afraid Dad. I was, I was, I was absolutely afraid and I'm not afraid to admit it, but I remember being out there sitting in the chair. Kathy went to go get us some fried shrimp and I just sat there alone. All these thoughts were in my head. You could die. What's Kathy going to do? You're going to leave her with two kids, you know, with my two children. How's she going to support herself? You just think the worst. You get attacked from the enemy with these negative thoughts. And I remember the book you wrote, the power, praise and worship. I remember Mm -hmm. what oral told you after mom died. You got to praise the Lord. And it was a choice. And so I decided to turn on, pulled up YouTube, and I decided to pull up a a song I grew up singing, The Living Sound grew up singing from Andre Crouch. I just sat on the beach. I started worshiping God again and again and again to obtain hope, to pursue hope, to choose hope. And I want to play that song that I sang and that I listened to. It's an old friend of all of ours who's since gone to heaven, Andre Crouch. I want to play it, and I want you to hear it, and and think of it in the context of me sitting on the beach and uh, just worshiping God. Listen to the words that Andre says here.
1: How, how can I say thanks?
0: How can I say thanks
1: for all the things that you've done for me? For all the
0: things you've done for me.
1: So undeserved, Mm. yet you gave to prove your love to me. Mm. The voices and the voices of a million angels
0: could not express my my gratitude. Mm.
1: All that I am
0: And ever hope to be All that I am and ever hope to be I owe it all to you, God So I just I lifted my hands in the air All alone in the beach And I just I just sang this Mm. To God God, Be the glory To To God the glory to God, to God. be the glory. for the things he has for the things done, for with his blood, You know, Dad, I, I just, I felt like a fool singing that, you know? and. But I just thought of the words and I thought of, I just had to make a choice to believe that I, to say, God, that I'm going to hope, I'm going to hope I can get through this. I'm going to hope that I, that I see myself at the end of this, that I'm going to get through this. Mm. And it was a choice. Yeah. It was a choice.
1: I I remember this song when Andre first wrote it and uh, Don Moen and Larry Dalton were our music directors in Living Sound. And I was traveling around the world with a music group. We spent a year in Africa in uh, 1969 and 70, mainly in 70. And we did a farewell spectacular across South Africa when we were leaving. And we wanted to say something to the nation, to thank them. We saw 10,000 decisions for Christ on that trip, 10,000. And uh, it was awesome. But uh, we ended off our our concert with this song, To God Be the Glory. And I tell you, I, I, I remember standing there and just so caught up because we'd had a terrible time getting there. And one of the uh, one of the programs we're going to talk about Byra and what happened to us and everything fell apart and everything blew up. And we didn't even think we were in the will of God anymore and, and all of this stuff. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> we can always say thanks to, thanks to the Lord and uh, to God be the glory. And that's certainly in our hearts today. And we're, we're saying to you in the middle of, what is it? Are you f- facing financial invasion? Are uh, the, the banks coming to close you down? Are you battling with disease, sickness in your body? Any one of those things. And if you are, then you can trust God, and I I would like to read to you some verses from the Bible, verses on hope that'll change your life. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, the greatest of these, is love. Folk, You've done your best to build yourself in love. You know that it's possible to grow in love for God and mankind, etc. We've done our best to grow in faith and to build our faith strong. No one has ever talked to us about our hope. And in the same way that you have to increase your love and your faith, our message to you today is that God wants to give you abundant hope abundant hope that runs over the top of the glass water falling on the counter because you've got so much hope mm. and you know what you know what you're going to do you're going to bless your family you, you you get filled with hope and it bubbles over and you're going to have it something spills out all over the counter all over and all over everywhere. everything there are people I know if I ask them how are you doing I'm going to get an organ recital they're going to talk about <laughs> their heart and their stomach <clears> and, and their liver <laughs> and all the other <sighs> Parts, all the other parts of the their uh, the the organs, but people say, "How are you doing?" I want to say, "I'm filled with hope. I'm filled with the goodness of the Lord." And we wanted to deposit that in your life today. Thank you mm-hmm. for listening to us, and uh, we're going to come back a couple more verses here, just as we go. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. And let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Hmm. Next time, we're gonna talk about the helmet. We're gonna talk about the helmet of hope and how important it is to guard your mind. And I love this one from David, surely goodness and mercy. I say this to audiences, I preach it all over the world. I will say there are two angels that God has sent to escort me through life. One's called goodness, And the other is called mercy. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So for all you listening, God bless you. Learn to abound in hope in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. May the grace and peace of God be on you and your family during these troubling times. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to TerryLawSpeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.